Good evening, everyone Hello. out there in the world, and uh, also good evening to my friend Matt Awkward. Hi, Hello. Tristan. Hi, I am Tristan. This is Matt Awkward. Hi, I'm Matt Awkward. This is the this Aw- is the fourth. Awkward. This is the fourth in our series, our Critters Critters Month month. Um, crate Crate Night. I think I think it would be easy to to call this the worst of the four Critters yeah. movies. I think. I think most people would feel that way, but I think there are probably people out there who love this movie because it is a space movie and it's got a bunch of shit that people enjoy. I love Aliens ripoffs. Do you think the uh, director of this ever saw the movie Aliens? No. Oh, wow. That's amazing that this was just free-flowing <laughs> yep. from his mind. It's this. It happens in comedy sometime where people will just come up with the same ideas and you never know. Yeah, the director never saw Star Wars either. Oh, no, no, absolutely never nope. saw Star Wars. He was just chock full of original <laughs> ideas here. I feel bad because, uh, again, I like this movie. I love all the people involved with it. The The cast is so ridiculous. Yeah. It's the weird. cast is insane. Like, if I sat down with, like, five people and we were to write out what would be the most insane cast for this thing... This might actually come up. Like, this might literally be something that me or someone I know would write down as the most insane cast yep. for this movie. It's out there. Uh, I, Angela Bassett? <laughs> Amazing. This is, like, months before she nearly won an Oscar yeah, for... <laughs> for this. For, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. But, I mean, again... Two Oscar nominees. Yeah, you got Chucky too. You got Chucky, who was nominated for an Oscar for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, oh, you would say you say this is a ridiculous cast. I, it's a ridiculous it, cast. As it turns out, it's a ridiculous cast because it also features uh, Anders, whatever his last name is, Cove or something like that. I yeah, I can never remember. Cove, I think. Anders but Hove, yeah. but yeah, it's Radu. He's playing Radu, and it was nice that he wore the Radu makeup for this movie. <laughs> I really. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, th- uh, that sounds like a terrible slam. I have to say, uh, in exact opposition to that terrible slam, dude is handsome as hell when he wants to be. Oh, yeah. He's just very capable of also looking like a fucking flesh-eating like a ghoul, ghoul. goblin, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a goblin man when he does not turn on the charm. Yep. But when he's charming, that dude is handsome as fuck. Yeah, like when he's just barging in on people in the shower. Holy God. <laughs> The the character of this oh Captain asshole. What <laughs> I love what I love about the character of Captain asshole played by Radu uh, is when he there's a moment in the movie where he decides to leave them all. They all figure out that he's decided to leave his crew to die on a space station of radiation poisoning. Yeah. And everybody in the crew is like, yeah, that's what he did. It was like, there was no hesitation. Like, they couldn't find him for a minute. And the first thing they jumped to, there's like, there was an explosion somewhere. And they're like, oh, yeah, he left us all to die. It's like, dude, maybe don't get involved with a person who the first thing you think of is that they left you to die in a radioactive hell. Get a new captain. Get <laughs> maybe maybe searchmonster.com for a new <laughs> captain if that is still a thing in the year 2053. But he make, he makes that perfect captain asshole where he's just oh. like, why are you doing this? This is terrible. This is a terrible idea. What are you doing? And it's just like, oh yeah, this, this is his character. I he's mean, awful. He's crazy as hell. That's I mean, he is also, 
you you get away with it because he is also portraying someone who is not only just a bad person, but is also just like he looks like he's drunk all the time. He looks like he's out of his mind. He's constantly pulling off a flask. Yep. Like he's he's mental. Yep. So he's also very fun. Oh yeah. Again, yeah, everybody does a great job acting wise in this. I feel. I don't yeah, have, I don't have any complaints really. It's really funny because I was like the the kid who's basically the Wesley Crusher of the affair. I was like, eh, fuck that kid. And then I was like, you know what? Actually, he's really good. Yeah, he he's just fine. he he's cast in the role that's the fuck this guy role. You know where it's like, oh, he's the kid doing dumb shit, but the actor acquits himself amazingly. Yep. It's like it's. I mean, I guess that's the same thing with uh, Will Wheaton. Where he got cast as a dude who sucks, and <laughs> it's like, yeah, guys, I'm I'm an actor. I I, I played the guy that sucks. I kind of wish he found like a love interest on that space station for some reason. Like I think a that critter? Been, yeah, not a critter. No, like what? a girl like his age that was also like <laughs> stranded there. Or something you're hiding out. Like there uh, wasn't. I felt there wasn't very. I was hoping there was not for very a, much dynamic storytelling. Here. I was hoping for a Robert Picardo and the Lady Gremlin from Gremlins Two <laughs> kind of situation with a gremlin. Oh, okay. Like that he fell in love with a sexy, <laughs> a sexy a critter. Sexy, right. <laughs> uh yeah. Wow. This movie magic. Yeah. Uh, yeah and it's, also it's something. It it really is. Uh, it's, I feel it definitely has a lot of positives, but my God, is it. It, has it, a, it can be really boring when it wants to be. It can. And like also, the first 35 whole freaking minutes. Also, it chose to be very... Uh, it chose to be a very negative movie. It chose to be a very dark, like, sad... like the, the And I almost feel like it tried to be too hard sci-fi, right. almost. Yeah, yeah. But, like, with no payoff, like, they... They just keep using so many terms. Like when he looks at the computer, he's just like, "Oh, levels nine and yeah, twelve yeah. are sealed." Uh, I got air conditioning, but I can't change the temperature. And it's like none of what you're saying in this whole diatribe does anything with anything later on in the movie. Like, okay. Why do we need I to mean, keep hearing your? I don't mean to break kayfabe on the whole aliens thing here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean the the only reason that those scenes and those lines of dialogue exist is because they are basically just paraphrased versions yeah. of lines from aliens you know it's like uh we're in the cooling system we're doing blah, 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 and it's just like it's it's all the stuff that hicks is doing while he's like gotcha. fucking around in the in that same computer model that they have that looks a hundred times better in 1985 than this one looks in 1992 but and speaking of hicks we got a fresh batch of uh reprinted hicks shirts here oh hey at coast city comics and coastcitycomics.com Support us. Thanks. Yeah. We appreciate it. Get your that. alien shirt. Get your yes. extremely esoteric alien yes. shirt. <laughs> as far from uh, hopefully violating copyright as possible. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's see. Let's go through it. Let's go to space. All right. I got my notes. I can I can tell you what happens in this movie. I can tell you the first 10 minutes of the movie is the last 10 minutes of Critters 3. Interestingly. Only, thankfully, not stopping it every five seconds this time. Yeah, I know. I also thought it was interesting that it almost felt like they reshot all of the scenes from Critters 3 because they were like, it looked like different angles. It I thought so too. I think it might be the case. I didn't do a side by side comparison, no. but uh, as it turns out, these two movies were shot back to back. This is a, this is a real back to back situation. Yep. Um, interestingly enough, the person who I think produced this went on to new lines, 
uh, production of Lord of the Rings where they produced all of these things back to back as well. So I think he. <laughs> oh, that, t- this is where he cut his teeth on that. We're, we're assuming yep. that yeah, that he basically based all of Lord of the Rings on the critters. So without three critters and four. four there'd be of, no lord of the rings even the book i would say <laughs> I, retroactively <laughs> i can't prove it but i'm sure that there's there's some truth to that all right you know whatever uh we we open in the building from part three you know we uh, he finds the eggs the alarm the, goes off the, the chiron reads somewhere in kansas 1992 yeah. and they they just replay the movie he finds the eggs computer cater goes off and Someone who Charlie believes to be Ugg. This is going to be kind of a, a point of contention. Well, this, this is Ugg, though. This probably is Ugg. Because this is 50 years ago as well. And that's... That's true. We learned that the Intergalactic Council is dismantled down the future, but this was when it was still around. So, yes. Yeah, I believe this is firmly Ugg. I don't think this is a trap trick. So, I... Yeah, I... So, the, there is... This is this is from the actors, specifically Terrence Mann and some other people who are involved... The idea is that they believe, I don't know that this is a true like part of the script that they meant to be yep. there, or if this is their headcanon or what it is, but they basically have said that this is not Ugg. That the reason that this- On the transmitter? Th- oh, no. Sorry. Later on. Oh, okay. That's what- the, Yeah. The bad guy that we see later on who makes the heel turn. Yeah. It's not him, and that's the reason why he's evil. And that heel turn could have worked if he simply said- I'm not Ugg. Yeah, yeah. Just what? That's all you said. Then you'd be like, whoa, now we got a mystery. Exactly. Because <laughs> I... Charlie keeps calling him Ugg. Why doesn't he just say, I'm not Ugg, and then shoot somebody? And then you'd Can be like, I... oh, okay. Now I'm a lot less confused. Can I tell you how much happier I would have been with this film if Ugg showed up and killed the Chancellor? Why wouldn't he? He's, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, do that. He's there anyway. You All, got him. You've got the actor. <laughs> yeah. All I wanted was to see one of the doors blow up just like in all of the other critters. Yeah. It's one of the only connective strands that we're missing from this thing. Uh, and the needles. Exactly. No critter shoots no, anything. No critter quills. Um, and it's like, I would love to have seen a door blow up and have him show up with that same old expansion tube yeah. gun and just be like, you know, get away from her, you bitch, or whatever. Yep. I, you know, just some sort of <laughs> real moment. Yeah. It, it feels like such a lost opportunity. And again, they did so much good stuff with this movie, mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful. Like the sets are beautiful. They did a great. Job. I love them. Yeah, all that fun sci-fi shit. I think all of the problem relates to the writing, and I believe that the original script was changed from what everyone had seen, and even uh, the. Is it the Kyoto brothers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, I think they say Kyoto. Uh, I always called them Chiodo. Uh Kyoto brothers, they said uh, in an interview that I saw that they are still, like, I believe to this day... Pissed off about Pissed those. off about how much the script was changed from the one that they saw when they had to create the fucking puppets. Yeah. So it's like they were doing special effects work to prep for this movie... And so it's like you have all the scenes and it's like, well, they need to be able to do this, 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 this and this. They can. And then it's like, well, we changed that. Now they need to be able to tap dance. And it's like, well, fuck you. (laughs) They can't tap dance. I made puppets and they didn't have the Kyoto brothers, like the people who built the props on set to do the stuff. And they had, you know, second tier guys who 
obviously were very talented as well. Things uh, the looked great. The crates look great in this still. Puppeteering was wonderful. Yeah. All of that stuff. I mean, those were most of the puppets were made for part three originally. Yeah. So it's our it's still our I also read that it cost about ten thousand bucks for each crate. That sounds about right. To make to make one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And there these are the these are the complicated crites too. These are the much more complex versions where they can move their hands and they're actually puppeteered. So that's the upgrade from part two. <laughs> I like when they use oh a computer. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> it's more of that, please. That yes. would have been uh, those scenes when they actually. It's it's a moment that was so impossible to believe that you would ever see. Like when it, in the first movie, when it's like they stole a spaceship. It's yeah. like. How? Well, yeah. Their balls. <laughs> like they, <laughs> did they jump up and down on the keyboard and just get lucky? What the fuck happened? And then now we see that they have articulated hands and all this shit, and it's cool. Yeah. It's really fun. I just wish we had more gags. With it. I wish this movie had more gags, more fun. Like, I like what say- if he was typing the computer, he was checking to Earth, and then the other crate was just like, all set to go. He's like, hold on, let me check my email. Exactly. <laughs> like, that would have been funny. Fun. <laughs> I Just more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I mean... The the one line the one gag line that they gave the critters as a joke worked hardcore. What the pick you, up the kids? You pick up the kids. I'll get the ship ready or whatever. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's pretty good. That didn't really work for me. I thought it was fine. <laughs> anyway, okay, so um, he can't. Uh, we can't kill the critters as we know, and he's got to put them into a pod for safekeeping. This pod crashes into what we know is a basement so it has leveled half the building dude here's a complaint i yeah i have a complaint with this too because a lot of the and this is purely a budgetary thing sure but a lot of the big set pieces they do in this we never see like yeah yeah it's like i want to see you know this pod crashes through the building we saw that happen at the end of the third one too but now it's like once you put it in and it takes off we never see that pod like fly out of Uh, there we just cut to the pod floating in space like I want, I want to see the pod floating out of the not. crushed building. Like, I 1,000% did not want to see that, especially after seeing the the, the effect of the pod <laughs> being held by the... Uh, tractor the beam. tractor yeah. beam. Oh, my God. That was one of the worst effects I've ever seen. Because they, men- they mentioned parts so in that scene, too. They mentioned things like the clamps. Clamps are freezing, but like we never see the clamps or anything grabbing it. You know what no. I mean? Like That's a problem I have with this movie, and I, obviously it's budgetary, but like... Yeah. Or, or the trash compactor scene where it's like when it finally... It's like, three, two... Boop! Cuts away. We never see the floor drop open. We never see the trash fall out. Like, we just never see these things. No. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, and that's that's the place for a gag, too. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're coming and you get, uh, like, the end of Aliens. Like, imagine the absolute end of Aliens when the alien is sucked out of the, yep. out of the airlock and it grabs her by the foot and the, the shoe goes away. What if he loses a shoe? Yeah. Right there. Oh, and we see it float by the window or whatever. <laughs> yep. Like something like that. Gags. Something fun. <laughs> Give me the gags. Give me something. <laughs> it's a critters movie. But again, this director saw aliens a lot and was like, <laughs> let me just do every it's so weird how aliens somehow ruined a lot of movies. <laughs> just because it's such a good movie that like it's stuck in people's heads and they can't stop replicating yep. scenes from it whenever they go into a space movie. Uh, okay. And 
and for some reason, all these people don't think they'll get caught. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like they, it's it's obvious. We've all who watches seen, these movies? Sci-fi nerds who have obviously <laughs> seen Aliens. We've seen. If we're gonna watch Critters, I'm sorry, Critters is down the line yeah. from Aliens. <laughs> you're not seeing You're not seeing Critters first before you see Aliens. You're like. You've seen Aliens and you're like, I can't wait to see more things like Aliens. And then you finally get to Critters 4. Yeah, when the, when you run out of things like right. Aliens. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like, well, I've seen Critters 4. I wonder if Aliens is any good. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, so he puts the eggs into coffee cans. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Little egg holders. Little, little egg holders. <laughs> Which it turns out was a great idea because they don't sit. They wouldn't have sat right in the little upright containers. So it's a funny little moment just to correct something with the prop that they had. Um, But he gets in there. He has to climb all the way into the pod to do it. And the pod doesn't care if Charlie's in there or not. No. It just closes and gasses him. I just want to know if those people ever got their apartments back. Because they were going to do repairs. But are they still doing repairs after this pod crashed through the roof of the whole building? Uh, no. No, they're not. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, if no matter what wall that thing went through, that was a... The fact that that whole building didn't collapse from the fact that an yeah. entire wall of the basement is gone. Like, that's your entire support structure for that side of the building. Yep. I don't know. I, I have a bad feeling that uh, that that may be condemned right afterwards. Who knows? Maybe they get a big payout. Um, she seemed like a really nice lady. Oh, know. yeah, definitely. Good taste in men, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. That dude. <laughs> okay. We assume he goes into some sort of cryogenic sleep or whatever because it gasses him with some magic sci-fi Yeah, they never touch on that stuff. either. He's just... Doesn't matter. It's... It again. The other problem with movies that rip off aliens is not only do they feel like they're not going to get away, that they're going to get away with it, but they also expect that you've seen aliens, so you can fill in the blanks. It's like no, no, no. Yeah. It's like that scene in Aliens where they go into cryo sleep. You know what they should? Oh, okay. You know what a fun gag would have been if they parodied The Shining when the door opened up and Charlie was just in there frozen like Jack at the end of The Shining, would've and then he just it. goes, "Ah, hey." <laughs> would have yeah. loved it. Uh, Nobody asked us to help on these things. I know. In 1992, <laughs> when I was uh, in just getting into high school. <laughs> no, wait. I was graduating high school in 92. Uh, anyway, 93. Uh, okay, so. Just kidding. I didn't graduate high school. Uh, okay. Uh, God, we're like seconds into this movie. Uh, so, <laughs> somewhere in the Saturn quadrant in 2045. Uh, so we get, uh, we get a, we get a little Chiron that's like, tells us where we are. We're in the Saturn quadrant, whatever Neat. that means. <laughs> uh, but you know, again, director loved aliens. So we have the, he's been asleep for enough time that his whole family's dead. And you know, everyone he ever knew or loved is gone just like Ripley and aliens. Uh, and so we see planets floating through space really quickly and they're bouncing back and forth. And then we pull back and we see that it's actually a kid juggling planet spheres in his and the jug- space pod. And the juggling will actually pay off. It does. It's it's actually a plot point. Um, in, his, in his super futuristic room with his black and white 
high def television. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. They use like the black and white screen, but it's rectangular, like like modern TVs. And uh, the shadows that he's casting on his uh, what is that? Is that a uh, rear projection? Like he's got a he's got a real like fuzzy halo around him everywhere that he's rear projected. You see, you see a CD behind him. Uh, yes, he's uh listening to his TV on wired headphones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this All movie of- this movie was terrible at predicting the future <laughs> because this is twenty five years from now and it's already like outdated. I know. <laughs> Anytime that I'm in the Saturn quadrant in my spaceship, I usually use wireless headphones. Uh, no, if you use Bluetooth, it messes with spaceships. Oh. So in, in 2045, they had to ban those on space stations. Ah, neat. Good to know. And they also found out that iPhones cause it, eyeball that's cancer. That's why there's no touch screens anymore. That's why there's no yep. touch screens. <laughs> Everybody's got to use clunky uh, 1980s adding machine buttons for everything. I certainly do feel like that's probably a thing they're going to find out, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, he's watching a black and white cowboy movie because it's public domain, and also to explain that he's trying to be like Earthling boy. Well, yes, or he likes he likes Earth stuff, but he also wants to be like uh, Al. Okay, yep. Because Al is obsessed with cowboy shit for yes. reasons unknown, and so, this kid, this kid, so wants to be like Al that he wears his shoes, literally borrows his boots. Okay. Uh, all of this, I believe, is just to explain why there's a six-shooter on the space station and why the powder is dry after 70, 100 years. Mm. Whatever. Sure, it's fine. Um, we get our first look at Captain Radu and uh, first mate What's Love Got to Do With It and Ensign Chucky, and it's pretty awesome. Uh, everybody's a skilled astronaut, but there's this kid who, I guess, again, I think he's just a Wesley Crusher archetype. He's Al's apprentice. Yeah, so he's like a... Apprentice engineer. He's like a gifted student of some sort that is brought He just wants to go to Earth to see his dad, who he thinks is there. And this is a really important, uh, plot point that's never gonna really do anything. There's some point... Except for him yelling, you're not my dad, to Al at one time. Oh my god. Horribly. In defense of the kid, not the script, Mm -hmm. the kid says that line, as well as a human being can read that line that one would have to say. That is the worst, that is like one of the dumbest fucking lines you could give somebody. And he pulls it off in a way that I was like, And even dumber in this situation because it just doesn't feel warranted at all. It was totally unwarranted. We never felt like he was trying to be his dad. It was just... Now, here's another... He just says it. Here's another thing I wish. I wish we got some kind of payoff, like, you know, when they were going to Earth at the end, maybe he would call Earth and you'd find out that his grandfather was, like, the kid from the first movie or something. Because we're only, like, 50 years out. Sure. Like, why wouldn't we have some kind of familial connection I to this? Agree. Be like, oh, my gosh, dude, that's the kid from the first movie. They should have like, they should have later later now. Star Wars this, and everybody's somebody's kid. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody's related to somebody. Uh, I mean, why not? So, Especially if Charlie... Imagine that, though. It comes on, and, like, his grandfather is... Yeah, the kid from the first movie, and Charlie sees him too as the old man. Like it was like, whoa, that would be awesome. I would really have liked yeah. that. It's, it's yeah. because I set up this kid's father on Earth, and you think last time we were in Crite World, we were on Earth. Like sure. maybe there's a connection, but no, we just they, they don't. Nope. <laughs> there's also a weird thing that happens later on. I think I put it in my notes somewhere. 
maybe I'll call it out well, when look I at find me. it. I take notes. <laughs> but it, essentially, it was there was like a something dropped that made me think that there was like some sort of disaster on Earth. They do mention that there was yeah. something, and it was like, and I want to get back there. Yes, yeah, I think I don't know. Like, yeah, it almost seemed like earth was destroyed or something but well, that's because he says he's never been there but so. the krites want to get there because there's lots of people so and clearly there's the krites food. weren't even born until they got to the space station know that they're not on earth apparently. and know how to use a computer yeah. and how to speak to each other and i mean i'm going uh, to ignore those things of so. course all of that stuff is i mean Krite lore exactly who fucking knows i mean yep. th- that could be part of why they're so dangerous is that they're literally born with the knowledge of their forebears yeah. that like the it's a neat birth trait all of the all of the information that the the fucking parent had is passed oh. on genetically would be an amazing thing you know that'd be pretty cool and Eat. that would also make them very very dangerous yes so and it would also explain how they keep surviving even though they're like babies and completely <laughs> as we know you can step on them and they squish yes. into literally nothing Goo. <laughs> like literally just ectoplasm mm-hmm. they just turn into a puddle of pudding um okay so we find the capsule with the critters and Charlie floating in space. Uh, the captain's like, we definitely need to get this girl. Really? Uh, they all. And also everybody's got their own little weird character tick that they've given because they're all professional actors. And so like uh, Brad Dorf does uh, gum chewing is his thing. Uh, what's her? Uh, Angela Bassett does. Uh, she's always working out. She's always got like the hand thing. Oh, wow. and she's like. Working out, it's funny, and Radu is like, always oh, got a, a cigar. Oh, got that unlit cigar yeah. in his mouth. Yeah. So they've and, all got like a little a little character tick. And the pharmacy guy's just always full of no smiles. <laughs> He's just literally playing his character from Twin Peaks. <laughs> like it's insane that they just went, oh yeah, the guy from Twin Peaks, be the guy from Twin Peaks. <laughs> And okay. he's like, all right, cool. I guess I get to slick my hair back to an inhuman, like, <laughs> Steven Seagal-esque uh, point again. So, And I guess I'm a pillhead? I'm a pillhead. That's me. I'm a pillhead. <laughs> okay. Guess so. They really don't, like, they just, like, make him an instant pillhead. He doesn't he, strike me that way. We in never the rest see of, him take a pill. That's he never like gets shakes or like withdrawals or like needs the stuff. But then when there's a pharmacy, he was, he's like, yeah. If he was crushing up pills and secretly sniffing them or something or like just taking pills, even which pillheads really probably wouldn't do if they were advanced pillheads. But if anything that he was doing to indicate that he had a problem prior to. Him just going, cool pills. And also, I love how there's no labels on it. Oh, I know, yeah. It's <laughs> just like, oh, give me that. Oh, what is that? Percocet? Nope. Oh, it's uh, something for stomach acid. I acids. got no labels. <laughs> I don't know what these are. I'm just going to pour them all together in my backpack. Yep. What the hell? Pretty that scene good. is sloppy. It made me angry. <laughs> it's literally like they like they are literally candy, as opposed yeah. to metaphorically candy. Uh, okay. So the kid gets to the bridge just in time to help them pull the capsule on board. And this is the, this is like mystery science theater. Oh, it's just dumbest collection of techno babble. Oh yeah. Like, it's like, it's like the stuff that MST does for their own host segments, bad levels of effects. Uh, Terrifying. (laughs) I mean, the capsule looks basically like the satellite of love. It's just like, looks like a bone. 
Um, it's fire up the Google water bottle meters. <laughs> yes, there's so much silly techno babble. Icing. And again, <laughs> this movie would be officially unwatchably bad without these actors in it. Yeah, they just got so lucky that they somehow managed to have A-list actors appear in a dumb script to save it from being unwatchable. But fucking Chucky sells the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. All of his techno babble stuff, you're just like, I still like watching him say techno babble because yeah, he's compelling. He's compelling, but holy shit, yeah, the yeah. dialogue is so oh, not compelling. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Um, <laughs> So, whatever, the... After all the the nonsense, they they do a they do like a little pushover. This is this is the closest thing to actually nailing the alien type feel for the movie is when they do the the little camera going across the the pod. It actually had some sort of tension and something interesting to it. It wasn't shot perfectly. I'm for also that. wondering if that little camera that was. Moving across was the head of a Rob the Robot from it Nintendo. Looked like it. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I it think was. they took a Rob the Robot head and painted it black and was like, "This is a techno camera now." Pretty awesome. <laughs> I, honestly, I like that too. but it, the only thing about that was that it disappointed me. Even though I know I've seen this before, I couldn't remember anything about it because it just apparently slipped off my brain. But I was like, in watching it, I was like, oh, cool. They've got like a cute little robot friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, they don't have a cute little robot friend. That's another thing. I wish they had a robot in this. This movie needed a robot. Needed a cyborg assistant. Absolutely. I mean, because that's never been done in a a sci-fi movie before. Well, yeah, they could have just- One of the crew people could be a robot. human that they didn't they know. They didn't even- Oh, what if they didn't know it was a robot? <laughs> but he was part of this evil corporation? Mm. That'd be crazy. That would be a crazy twist. And he had milk for blood. <laughs> Ooh, don't get me started because the ooh, fucking space milk. The fucking critters in this scene when they have normally their green goo, but because of this fucking oh, director, it's a, white goo. There is that, and I was like, "You sons of bitches, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me?" I didn't even put that connection yeah, together until that now. was like, "Yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Sigourney Weaver down here, and we're gonna beat your ass." <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm very protective of the movie Aliens. <laughs> even yeah, though, frankly, I can't believe they didn't even find a cat on that station. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna reference aliens like this, they should have been like, "Oh, let's go save the cat," and it gets eaten by a critter instantly. I'm not yeah. all for that, but that's what this movie needed. That's the kind of beat that it to acknowledge that you're stealing it and then put a twist at the end is fine. That's funny. To just literally lift it as plot points in order and basically like you wouldn't understand this movie would be incomprehensible if you hadn't seen Aliens. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with it, I think. It's yep. just that it's like it's relying on you to fill in the blanks because it's so it's so lifted that it's like yeah, yeah you know. You know because you saw the movie that we're ripping off. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right, where the fuck are we? <laughs> Keep getting distracted. We got the pod. Uh, he finds oh. that the, with a camera sweep through, they find out the pod is from the Intergalactic Federation that has been shit-canned. Yeah. And uh, they don't know if we can salvage it anymore, if it's 
not theirs, but I don't know why they think it wouldn't be because free for all because they say that company was gone now. Exactly. <laughs> That's literally what they it's do. It's like you you just broke your own <laughs> script here. You just said the one thing that would make it so that it was okay for you <laughs> for to take it. a salvage operation, yes. It's like, oh, no, that's that's owned by the company that no longer exists. They're going to want it back. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck you. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't mean to hate on this movie so hard because I do still like this movie. I just, there are certain things that are silly about it that just keep kicking around in my brain. And it's fun to... And it's mud fun. on it. Oh, yeah. And it's fun to shit on it, even though it's not as bad as I'm making it out to be. So just, if you happen to be associated with this movie and are listening to the podcast, as has happened a couple times, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, Chiller I felt bad about, I'm not going to lie, uh, the actor who, luckily one of the actors who was in Chiller was very cool about it, but... Uh, <laughs> He actually gave me a bunch of really cool information. I wish I had done like a mini episode about Chiller later oh, after he was like, let me tell you about this. And also that scene where he almost died. Oh, yeah, he almost died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, listen to the Chiller episode. I thought it was a pretty good one. Uh, okay. This is Chiller. <laughs> yes. The Michael Jackson's Chiller. <laughs> uh, okay. Do, do, do. Yes. Uh, so it owns, it belongs to the intergalactic who gives a shit. It belongs to the Wayland. <laughs> it, it, now, I, mean, I mean, the Tetracor. Yeah, it belongs to uh, Dollar Store Wayland Yutani, <laughs> yeah. uh, who is Tetra. Is it Tetracor? Tetracor. Yes. Okay. $430 trillion profit of new bucks last year. Wow. But they're new bucks. Yeah, they're new bucks. So That's space money. Are they like the value of pesos? Are they like the value of real bucks? Guatemalan don't exist anymore because something happened on Earth. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if they had cosmic currency, if they had known ahead of time what was going to happen in the world, they would have had them in Disney bucks. But because <laughs> we all know where this world is going. Oh yeah, and but this movie is obviously terrible at predicting the, the future. One, so. one world government is absolutely going to be Disney. <laughs> uh, okay. So they get, after they enter, basically they do a Google search, essentially. They're like, eh, who owns this thing? And then, boom, uh, fake Ugg shows up and he's like, oh, hey, hi, everybody. Yeah. Am I addressing Captain Rick of the fancy starship, blah, blah, blah? I'm so excited to see you. You have some of our property that we thought we were never going to get back, and we're willing to offer you three times salvage for it. And Captain Asshole's like, I should I should try to fuck over a corporation that just had $430 trillion in profits. I could probably win this. Sure. Okay. Uh, Devil's Advocate. Yep. On this position. They know that they're going to come aboard and kill everyone there. And don't give a shit what happens to them. Mm -hmm. Why say three times? Shoot the moon. We'll give you 500 trillion times. We'll <laughs> give you 500 times. As long as it's untouched. Yep. We'll give you X amount of dollars. 10 that is, million right, new bucks. Whatever thing would be so impressive to them that they would never consider opening it. 
maybe try that as opposed to very good low point. balling them knowing you're gonna kill them and Super never good pay point. them. wow i didn't think of that <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you low ball them uh <laughs> it's so stupid um okay but they do and he's like oh oh we're getting some uh static on this end and he uh and uh what's Our- her name fran which is the worst name for her character is ever. it fran i thought it was graham I think her name is Fran, and that is not. If I've never seen a woman who is less a Fran yeah. than that woman in my life, she Went should to high school with a Fran. You don't see a lot of Frans. No, no, that isn't that is an older name. That's like Pearl. <laughs> it's not not a name you see very often, and also not on somebody who looks like a ripped action hero. Yeah. Like, also, I will say, really underused. Like Angela Bassett. A hundred percent, like, she's, like, just, she's yoked as fuck. She's an amazing actress. Maybe have her do some action shit, dude. Yeah. That lady looks like she should be in an action movie. She gets one good hit in this. Holy <laughs> fuck. It's so good. Uh, oh, she's so awesome. Holy shit. Uh, anyway, but yes. So... They decide to go the safe route for now and not fuck with Tetracore. And so they they say, Okay, there's a there's a space station three days drive from you. Come on, stop by give there. Give me the coordinates, stop we'll there, there, we'll come pick up the thing and give you three times your normal salvage fee. Instead of a hundred times. God damn it. Oh yeah, uh, don't touch it. Don't t- yeah. So and also it seems like Nah, maybe not a threat for that guy because he's insane. Yeah, who knows? It doesn't really matter. I would have liked it if if fake Ugg had been like, yes, because what's inside is incredibly valuable, and it's, but it's not for you. But I, but it's worth literally hundreds of millions of dollars to us. It's worth a fortune, but you know that this is our property and we're going to pay you a pittance of what this is. Yep. Thereby playing on the captain's... And the curiosity bug. Yeah. And also the fact that he's insane because they want... It's aliens. You know it's aliens. You want them to open it so that they'll breed, so that you'll have a live host, so that you'll have food for the Krites. You want to get these things out of there. Great. Mm -hmm. That's your opportunity to do this. Yep. And it's like instead they're just... Yeah, they go the the easy route. They land at the Tetracor space station and they're met by literally nobody. Place smells old. The air scrubbers haven't been working and it's all unused. And Angela, the computer, is all malfunctiony and glitchy and Max headroomy. And uh, which is like half funny at times. It gets old. It does get old. She did have a couple good lines. There were, uh, yeah the. The only payoff that I thought was an actually very funny line was the interaction. I, I liked the interaction about, I don't accept, I don't take orders from, from waste products yes. or whatever. <laughs> that whole that whole bit was, and having it pay off at the end, I was like, yep. you know what? That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I, I dug that. But, uh, God, I keep forgetting that his name is Al. First name Al, last, last name, name Bert. Bert. Ugh. 
<laughs> no, it's Albert. 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 Yeah, he does some 90s computer stuff. We find out the place was abandoned, which we already knew. And it's, again, it's basically aliens. You know, there's nobody on the space station. Some nefarious thing happened. Uh, and It's almost got like a dead space vibe to it. It does. It absolutely does. Uh, he finds out that the nuclear reactor is falling apart, and they're all pretty blasé about the yeah. fact that they're all taking massive doses of radiation and they have no way to measure how much radiation <laughs> is getting to them that would be something that would absolutely freak me the fuck out you're telling me that high-tech computer system from 2045 has no radiation sensors built into it that apparently they not okay because they're just like, on a nuclear space station perfect yeah because <laughs> he's pretty much like i don't know how much we're getting but uh it's not good probably yeah. <laughs> So, Angela Bassett, of course, has a shower scene uh, because, you know... Not just a shower, but a wet shower. (laughs) I need to go take me a wet shower. (laughs) I like that. Uh, Yes, that was pretty funny. Because, again, relying on people to have seen a bunch of sci-fi stuff, in general, the showers are powder in these kind of things. Oh, where it's that's like, why she says, okay. In these kind of things, because they can't generate water and, you know, it needs to go into a recycling system. It's very precious on these things. So blah, 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 blah. Um, so, in the middle of her sexy shower scene, Radu comes in to creep on her. Yeah. He literally grabs towels and is like, hey, lady. What's up? How's it going? And she... Plays it cool for a minute and then punches him across the room. And this this movie is great at delivering sucker punches like this. Like, her hit looks fantastic. It does. Like, later when the kid gets knocked in the face with a fire extinguisher, it looks fantastic. Like, the hits hit hard in this. Whoever the fuck edited this movie yeah. is amazing. I yep. mean, you also have to thank whoever set up the shots, oh, yeah. obviously, but... But, the but you edit- feel her punch, man. <laughs> Agreed. Like that is the like if somebody told me, oh yeah, on this movie they just said, hey Angela Bassett, punch people in the face, and every actor got knocked unconscious. I'd go, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, amazing, amazing. So now that he's been rejected by Angela Bassett, Captain Rick goes down to the pod to do something incredibly stupid. Try to open it. He grabs a cr- like he grabs this fucking crazy laser gun and shoots the pod which is like he doesn't know anything about it. It could just be full of explosives, but he's a drunk crazy person. So <laughs> it does stand to reason that he was not terribly concerned as to whether it was going to blow everyone up. He was willing to sacrifice the lives of his entire crew just for shits and giggles. So uh it shows up on Al's computer screen as like little digital smoke puffs. Yeah. <laughs> and he just ignores them for the time being. Uh, he says the station has just caught a fart. Yes. So. I don't know what that meant. Because because the computer was saying there was an energy discharge. Yes. So it was like, ah, the, the space station's farting. <laughs> that's, that's the assumption. <laughs> uh, yeah. Al basically tries to get security clearance from Angela, and there's this running gag that starts here, which is basically a a Bugs Bunny thing, where it's, he's it's, like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, what is, are we eight? Is opposite day this funny? <laughs> like, yeah, so the computer won't do your commands, so you say, 
uh, don't do this for me. And then it's like, I'm broken, so I will now. And then it's everything that they need it to do for the rest of the movie. They just have to say the opposite. Angela, don't secure Section 74 door. Okay. Yeah, yeah this was this was a no-go, unfortunately. This, this did not work. It would work if it was a, a one-time thing. Like, if he couldn't get the access for this because he was like, oh, then they did it. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I agree. Bringing it back just... Yep. Especially because it just kept being used over and over again to seal the stormtroopers later. That yeah, was kind of stupid. Um, but it gives it to him because he says, you know, wabbit day, duck season, wabbit <laughs> season, duck season, duck season. Hey. Okay. So uh, Al thinks that something in the electrical system is making the discharge that he sees on the, on the thing. So he sends uh, the kid Ethan down to secure it. Ethan fucks around on the elevator and we get, an, again, just nothing burger of a scene of him yeah. arguing with the elevator, Dumb. which did not need to be there. Nope. It just turns out to be pointless and infuriating. Uh, by the time he gets there, Radu has shot a hole through the pod and he's trying to extinguish the fire that he may or may not have started on the inside. Uh, he's just like, don't be on fire, don't be on fire, don't be on fire. <laughs> which was fun. Uh Ethan finally shows up to see him, but Rick is in full-blown psycho mode. He's, like, drinking and screaming. He throws Ethan around, and he's like, why don't you come with me? We'll just leave everyone here to die. Yeah. And he's like, but the people I don't want, but they're all getting exposed to radiation, and they'll die here. And he's like, well, fuck you then. And he smashes him in the face with that fire Bonks him so hard. So hard. He's totally unconscious. Uh, and then he Scooby Doo traps him by like putting him on a hook by his what was that by his belt, just so he can be like lowered from the hook afterwards. Oh, just so they could have some chains hanging, like aliens. Oh yeah, right. Because you gotta have chains and smoke. This, yep, the steam and chains part of your ah, everything <laughs> makes sense. Because yeah, he gets roped up, zzz, up gets pulled up, but then when Charlie gets to him, he just pulls him right back down, and it's just like. Just have him knocked out laying on the ground. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> Somebody tell that director that dry chains don't work in Aliens. It's only wet chains. Mm-hmm. Uh, your dun, chains dun. have to be wet, dummy. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, they, could, they did not have a chain sprayer <laughs> in the budget. <laughs> yeah, that was just, that was, <laughs> uh, that was a bridge too far. So. Uh, you can have wet puppets. You can't have wet chains. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rick climbs into the pod and uh, Charlie bounces out in typical Charlie like shooting out of everything <laughs> on a pneumatic catapult fashion. He just bounces out and he's like, whoa, whoa. And Rick's like, who the hell are you? Which I was like, wow, Rick, you're all about beating the brains in of a child. But then this dude who actually might be dangerous inside this pod, you're like, you wait over here while I go poke around inside your spaceship. But he does. Uh, and he finds, again, the white goo coming out of the out of the eggs. Cyborg blood. The cyborg blood. And we hear little squeaky baby crates making noises. These crates are adorable. Holy crap. <laughs> they this this wins the prize for adorable crates. I mean, part part two had some really adorable crates, but I don't know, man. I think I think part th- part four is the most adorable. And critters. Very interesting death scene here. Yes. Uh, also, <clears throat> one that we've never seen before. I and 
I'm going to say it. It's the Kyoto brothers and they are really smart about all these things that they do. The fact that Radu didn't have a device in his mouth that he could bite down on and make the legs kick, I think was the craziest thing I've ever seen. The fact that it just stays stationary, I was like, no, he's not legs kicking. Do we? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I didn't see it at okay. all. I was like, I was waiting for the legs to kick and it was just like sitting there. Yeah, they motionless. kick after the fact. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, so I don't I don't I, think they're kicking when he's got it in his mouth when he's flailing, but okay. after after the fact when he's on the ground like nice. stationary, I think you oh, see some good. kicks. That makes me happy. And but we get like an inside his throat cam, like POV of the crate eating down his mouth. Yeah, like, yeah the crate leaps directly into his mouth head first and just starts burrowing, eating its way down his throat, <laughs> and he's all puffy cheek. <laughs> yeah, it's a great scene. Uh it it, it does again, it's it shows some of the limitations because again, we're talking about these remorseless eating machines that can eat through anything and they like skeletonize cows and run over people and leave skeletons behind mm-hmm. and all that shit. And like the the one that's on his wrist is like still on his wrist, just biting. Yeah, well they're babies. They're they're, yeah. they're babies. <laughs> they are babies. babies. <laughs> uh yes. <laughs> uh okay. Thinking of shredder and turtles now. <laughs> Uh, yep. That's all I can think of, too. Babies! So, yes, he gets eaten, and uh, Charlie grabs the captain's gun, so now he's got a an awesome laser gun, and he shoots one of the crates just enough to give him that bitchin' haircut from yep. part three. Uh, two. Oh, part two? Was that, yeah. was that when he was... <laughs> In the restaurant, he looks at the mirror as a reflection bitchin'. of a napkin dispenser. That's right. Bitchin'. bitchin'. That's right, part two. Uh, the other one was the bleach. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. That seems weird to give him the same, like, really, movie? Like, I mean, I like it, and the bald crate looks great. I think that that was the same puppet. I oh. They had the puppet the... sitting around that looked like that, and they were like, oh, now we got this one. Yep. I know you want to differentiate it, and you do that with us, and but, like, fuck, we already had the bald crate gag, it's true. man. Like, I, really? I, I wonder <laughs> if they just, like improved the puppet from part one and it was literally the same the yep. same skin and they just put a new like working skeleton arms into it who knows but it is weird that it's the same deal from that one yeah i mean and if you're gonna do it he should have said bitchin he should have said bitchin um but but that would have been something from another movie and this movie does not it play does, that way it does not do that this is a wholly original script Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, Charlie's got the got the gun, but he hasn't killed a single Krite yet. The Krites are like, oh shit, he's got something dangerous, because as we know, they're smarter than they should be for being early born, and they take off and roll away into the ductwork or whatever. Uh, Charlie gets Ethan down off the hook. And the computer tells Al that there was a laser discharged in the hangar. And this is when Al's like, oh, he's going to steal the thing and leave us to die. <laughs> typical, typical this person that we've chosen to hang out with. After he does this hilarious gag of, Angela, don't tell me specifically what the energy blast was. <sighs> yeah, they grab, they grab Bernie, the ponytailed douchebag, and... Uh, they head for the dock, uh, and then Ethan and Charlie break off on their own to hunt the crates. 
Ethan at no point mentions, hey, person with a deadly laser gun. There are four other people on this station yeah. that you might not want to kill or three other people. Uh, please don't shoot them by accident. They he doesn't try to communicate with the people on the bridge and say, hey, there's another there's person guy down here. here and he's armed and there are dangerous critters. None of these things happen. Uh, even though he does know how to talk to the computer clearly. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, not clearly. bizarro Lee. Mm. So, Ethan tells Charlie that he's never been to Earth, and we get the sense that there's some sort of disaster. That was the kind of thing that happened there. And Charlie is still the bounty hunter, and he's got a job to do, so he goes on the hunt. Um, we get some hall wandering. Ethan finds a coat of most likely a dead person it's a doctor it's in the video yes i mean we can only assume that that person died oh it's a dead space thing yeah yeah yeah. and so he finds a key card in the pocket because it's basically a resident evil or dead space game it's literally the same key card from dead space actually but is it really where did everybody go it's abandoned right they never see any corpses anywhere no they no they all left because it's too fucking radioactive oh is that what they yeah yeah they all bailed because they're like oh the the reactor is decaying Oh, like okay. something's going on and there's like a crack in the reactor core and everything's radioactive. Oh, and okay. They were like, well, we got to get the hell out of here. Yep. So uh, they open the door to the med lab and find all sorts of super cool, sinister looking crap. This is a dead space thing. This is a dead <laughs> space thing. It really is. Um, but also they go to the med lab because they went to the med lab and aliens and you know like i can't believe and if there was one i didn't see it i can't believe they didn't fit a little easter egg alien creature i can't believe that they didn't recreate the scene where uh where uh what's his name is looking around uh who's the villain from that uh burke where burke is like looking at the tubes and then one of the face huggers smacks into the yeah like Again, just go all the way if you're going to do it. Like, yep. there should have been something alive in one of the tubes that, like, rah, gives him a should have been scare. a killer clown. That, that I would have loved. Yeah. <laughs> At least, like, one of those weird little baby snake clowns. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. That would have been great. They could have even painted it differently. It could have just looked like something else. That would have been fun. But uh, they don't do that. So, Charlie disappears into the vents Which for I- the... I have a problem with this scene. He, he, Charlie disappears like Batman yes. on him. and That's a skill he learned being a bounty hunter. <laughs> oh, uh, I do love Charlie bounty I do love the sound design to Charlie's walking. That's like, whenever he moves, he's got this, like, tin can crunchy, yeah, like, because yeah. he's got so much garbage on him. I think it just sounds so great. But at this scene, you're telling me that, like, garbage can Charlie was able to climb up uh, a table filled with other rattly debris open of air get in this thing without him noticing all in what half a second without this kid hearing anything he's like, pretty, shut up he's just that fucking good and second shut up what is he even doing up there where is he going exactly he's just like hey i need some help up here with fucking what you're just in a damn air duct for some reason like you didn't say where you're going or what you're doing or like what why would you even why get in there would someone crawl around in an air duct oh it was in the script of aliens oh that's right (laughs) 
So he's going to go die hard for the purposes of this little jump scare. Aye, aye, aye. And, There's uh, so many more alien references that I, that I, I didn't even think of. <laughs> Ethan reluctantly follows him, and there's a pretty good gag here where on his way up, he kicks over the box, and we see that the box was covering a sign that said, Waste Disposal that Tube. That said, Star Wars Garbage Slide. <laughs> <laughs> it said, no stormtroopers. Thought we were going to do an alien thing again, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> we fooled you. <laughs> we combined Die Hard and, <laughs> and Star Wars. We ripped off an even more famous movie that you would really <laughs> recognize the yeah. reference from. It's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy to me. It's like, of all the movies, again, rip off smaller movies that no one's seen. Yep. Why the biggest movies in the world? <laughs> But it turns out this is actually a trash compactor, just like Star Wars. And uh, they get dropped in. There's a monster there, but this time it's dead. So that's good. Um, but it turns out that their weight was all it took to overbalance, even though this thing has been there. It's mostly liquid waste, and that would have evaporated over time. And <laughs> Shut up. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, their weight... Proves to the computer that it's now that purging full, time. It's full up. Oh yeah, time, I to, mean, time to dump space debris. An extra two hundred and fifty pounds of weight. That's enough to need to dump it. He's broken his space gun because it was made out of plastic, and now they need to find a way out. Oh, this, this, is, this space station is just going to dump trash into space. I think this movie predicted the future on this one. That is that is true. That is how <laughs> trash will be disposed of. <laughs> in the space age. Yep. Um, well, I mean, they're not in, like, geosynchronous orbit or anything, so it's not like it's going to float it's around. It's just anyway. Saturn quadrant anyway. That place is a shithole. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shithole because of how they treat it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's only because everybody dumps their trash there in the first place. Uh, so, whatever. Who cares? There's... This is where we get the funny line about uh, the computer saying she doesn't respond to waste products. He's like trying to talk to her. I don't respond like, to commands from waste products. It's yeah. like, you're trash. I don't talk to trash. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Snap. Uh, and so they get out because they get reasons because they get out. Who fucking cares? But uh, they get up into the into another tunnel somehow. I'm just so pissed we never see the garbage dump. Like No. We never even see Charlie get out of the garbage dump. He's holding onto his hand. Like, I wanted to see the shot of, like, the floor open up, all the trash fall into space, and Charlie hanging. You know what I mean? Like, a cool shot like that. Sure. Nope. No, that was, I mean, again, I'm sure they wrote that. Yeah, there's there were budget constraints that yeah. kept that from happening, definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I just would have loved to have seen crazy shit. Like, this is the place for if you wanted Easter eggs to have something flying past a window mm-hmm. that you've dumped in the trash where it's like there's a killer clown in there or something. You yeah. know, like there's something, some little thing in the background that nobody's going to notice, but on repeated viewings you'd see. <laughs> uh, but Bernie hears them as he's wheeling the captain's corpse to the trash, I guess. Because he's got a, he's talking to the corpse of the captain, and he's oh, headed yeah. past a trash disposal thing. Maybe he was just gonna dump the body into the trash thing. <laughs> Captain's a, I mean, I don't blame he, him. It's what he deserves. Yep, that guy is a tool, except when he's Radu, and then he's a cool guy. <laughs> uh, but he helps him out, and 
they go back to the they, they go back to one of the like lounge areas and we go through the whole shit where we have to do of everybody accusing Charlie of being the one that killed the captain and all that nonsense and Charlie basically is like I could prove when I'm from uh, where I'm from here I am I'm from earth here's my driver's license <laughs> and it's like it says that you expired no no that's the date that it expires next year 2020 whatever you know and 93 93 that's <laughs> right and he's like 93 that was 50 something years ago you've been out here for a half century and he passes out he says a, i can live with that and ah, then, bonk. <laughs> again the dude that plays charlie is masterful mm-hmm. this guy is such a good actor again probably one of the reasons that the critters franchise managed to survive as long as it did was this guy yep because charlie is i mean he's he's he brings a lot of humanity to charlie like you feel compassion for oh, him yeah. in a way like terrence mann was literally talking about the scene where he betrayed charlie in that interview that i was watching yeah and he like was tearing up about how sad he was uh. that he had to betray the actor. And he was like, Danny, I love you. <laughs> I was like, aw, that's so fucking sweet. Mm. But uh, he's amazing. He really is amazing. I can't say it enough. Uh, and he does a little little funny take and passes out. Um, the kid puts the key card he found into the computer and Al starts to hack the system. And then we watch a video that is like, a hundred percent straight out of a Sega CD game. Oh like, yeah, I I was like, am I playing Wing Commander right now? Yeah. Is this is this Corpse Killer? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I feel like someone's <laughs> really Corpse Killering me at this point. But no, she explains. This is actually a cool plot. It's point. an audio log, yeah, or video log from the doctor working on experiments very, to very much like Dead Space. Yes, uh, to make a species that is a predator that self replicates. From s- combining species, but they don't have an actual species that self-replicates, and their self-replicating artificial process is failing. Yep. So they need to find a predator species that self-replicates. So we learn that the critters do self-replicate, which yes. is why they can make so many yep. critters, and it, everything blows up so fast, even though the eggs take six months to incubate. Sometimes. It seemed like six days in the last movies, but uh, what do you have? So... <laughs> Yes. Charlie says that about the eggs in this later on. They take six months to incubate. What are you talking about? They were... So, okay. Yes. That's the only thing that forgives the fact that there isn't a monster critter. Because what they're doing with with that little device, what the critter is doing is he's putting eggs in there and evolving them quickly. Okay. I believe. Yep. And instead of... What would have been much cooler, which was combining the DNA to make a super critter with some sort of crazy fucking claw hands and like laser eyes or whatever, <laughs> like do something weird or at least just make a big critter. Yeah. Like just have a giant fucking critter running down the hallways that looks like Sweetums from the Muppets. And I would be <laughs> very happy with that because it's a thing we've never seen before. Yeah. Now I really want a, sw- a Sweetums critter. <laughs> and I'm kind of mad that we didn't get it. Uh, but it is, it, it's interesting. This is a fun twist on the Ernest goes to camp kind of uh, evil corporation thing, where it's like, uh, we want the critters, we want we want to evolve these creatures so that we can drop them on a planet, 
kill every <laughs> yeah. living thing, and then we can build our luxury space condos. Yeah, this is straight up Ratchet and Clank. Hilarious yep. that it's like it literally like boils down to evil land developer on an intergalactic scale, where they're like, "Well, evil space condos, whatever." <laughs> uh, so that's the plan. Uh, they're uh, they're like okay. We need to get something in here. What are we gonna get? Gremlin, Munchie. What do we got? An extra kicking around? <laughs> no, crate. So that will be a thing. Uh, they're all aghast at how horrible it is that they would do this and that they would commit genocide. They now know that the plan of this corporation is to commit multiple genocides. Yes, genocides on an intergalactic scale. They are evil beyond anything that has previously been conceived. You don't make 430 trillion space bucks, new bucks of profit if <laughs> right, you're sorry, not I'm evil. Right, I'm thinking of space balls. Yeah. Uh, okay. Space bucks is oh in the Jupiter quadrant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yogurt uses space bucks in space balls, I believe, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but so they're like, oh shit. We're absorbing an unknown amount of radiation, waiting for a corporation to show up to collect a bounty on a thing that we now know that they're complicit in intergalactic genocide. We've seen things we should not yep. have seen. And they're like, should we go? <laughs> There's actual debate among them where they're like, it's like Brad Dorf is like, fuck this, I'm leaving. And everybody else is like, but our money. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, Dude. I'm sure they're going to be nice. Uh, they're mean to everybody else, but we're yep. we're their friends. <laughs> Ugh. That's how everybody is about... It's just like Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but they made Bambi. Uh, they, they totally won't kill me. So... Bernie steals the key card and he's like, eh, I'm not going to leave till I get some of them sweet, sweet generic pills. <laughs> and this set design again in this movie is phenomenal. This room is one of the most beautiful sets the pill room? I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's neat. It's genius. Super low budget, but like the lighting all the way around it, it's just lit brilliantly. It looks gorgeous. I love it too, yeah. It is uh, it's just like it is proof of what you can do when you set your mind to it on a constrained budget. I just wish they focused more on him being like a real pill head. Like, all right, Again. where's the, I don't know, pills? Like, where where's the fucking oxys? You know, where where's this? Where's this? Sure. Searching that and then grabbing some of that. Instead, he's just like grabbing everything willy-nilly and just mixing it all together. Dropping exactly. th Dropping pills left and right. Like, yeah, I know. It's, it's like, so seriously. sloppy. Oh, I gotta get some of these MAO inhibitors. Mm, exactly. I love these things. Oh, anti-diarrhea medication. Yes. Oh, Ooh, motion. Ooh, like, Dramamines. Uh, <laughs> take like twenty Dramamines. I'm gonna get so not motion sick on this trip. It's gonna be fucking amazing. But yeah, it's it is dumb. I again, I agree. Even even without him prepping us for his drug addiction, having him like say come on, the one pill that he wants. Come on, yeah. Clorzapine, make up a name. Uh, come on, you got to have some of this shit here. Then just like pulling the drawers out. You could still yep. have that cool thing where all the pills hit the floor. Yeah. And then he can draw, he can find the one thing of pills he wants 
and then the get scared by the the communication and then mix them with the other pills and he's then pick trying to find that on the foot yeah the ones that he wants and that's a complicated process that's like a vampire picking up grains of sand or whatever you know that's your that's your important moment so he could be picking those pills up and then he gets eaten by the critter mm-hmm. but we go for something not as good um but while he's stealing the pills Al tracks the critters and we get a great alien moment again. But this is fun. He's like, you know, those man eating hairballs yeah. that you don't believe in. I'm tracking two life forms headed straight for you. You get back up here. And he's like, no way. I'm still playing Leo from Twin Peaks. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and he has about two minutes to regret his life decisions before he is eaten alive by critters. Uh, for some reason, these guys who know that these things before they grew huge were total monsters and could easily kill a man in seconds, they still go to save him, even though they're like it takes them like five minutes to get there because they're noble. The, I guess uh, they see some adorable little critter footprints. They're <laughs> yeah. so fucking cute. <laughs> Uh, they're in blood, which is even cuter. <laughs> they're leading into the walls somewhere. And Al's like, okay, let's take off before we're eaten now. Uh, probably a decision they should have made an hour ago, but that's okay. Uh, the place starts locking down due to a radiation leak, or is it Tetracor? Who knows? They could be hacking the system. I don't know. I would have liked more information on that. Or maybe they're just gonna be dead no matter what because they're absorbing so much radiation the crew finds more eggs and for unknown reasons oh for plot reasons after like they make Fran, her stop Fran smashing smashes them. a bunch of them and like but make sure you leave a juggable three well they start telling her to stop it too they're just like stop 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 why <laughs> We want more of the killer monsters. And so she does. Uh, and we also see that the critters are now using those fully functional arms to hack into the system. They've been alive five hours and they're like, we can speak both human language, computer language, can fly a spaceship. They set coordinates for Earth. They know that they want to be on Earth, too. Yep. And they plot a course. Uh so Which is hilarious. It is hilarious. The three other crew members head back to the ship, and it turns out that Al's obsession with antique Western crap means that the vintage Colt 45 is there. Charlie, of course, knows how to shoot it, because we saw that in the first movie. Um, uh, well, I mean, he does point the gun at his head and fire before it's unloaded, so we're lucky that... <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, there is that. Uh, but, yes... Al is very impressed with his knowledge of antique firearms, though, (laughs) even though he shouldn't be that impressed because he himself is an antique of a similar vintage. So Uh, so they they get in there, they kind of fuck around for some reason. For some reason, they let the kid go down and do some dumb shit. Uh, Yeah, the kid just keeps going back to do dumb shit. Yeah, he keeps screwing everything up. But then then a critter shows up on the ship. Charlie shoots it, and everybody's like, great, you killed the ship. Yeah, but the monster that kills people would have killed us. Mm -hmm. 
does no one realize that he like everybody's like you idiot you <laughs> destroy you've doomed us all and it's like it, it would have killed you it would have beaten you by crite or radiation you're gonna be dead anyway so uh yeah <laughs> whatever so uh they have to hole up now and wait for the evil corporation to rescue them if the nuclear reactor doesn't blow them up first so the dumb kid steals the gun and goes to kill the last Krite, even though they're laying eggs at that insane rate. Yeah. But again, he says that it's six months for the eggs to develop. So he thinks that we're only going to be dealing with a single Krite. And if they kill that, then they're all set. Yep. Uh, so when Al st- tells him, no, we need you here to fix the ship, he says, you're not my father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just like, he has all these daddy issues that amount to nothing. They explain kind of why he cares what Al thinks about him and like why he wants to be on Earth, but none of that pays off. No. It's not handled in any way that makes any any difference. The big payoff is he's sad when Al gets shot. Exactly. That's cool. it. <laughs> um it's like it feels like they were trying to divert the focus of this movie from Charlie, and it's like this is Charlie's movie. They're all Charlie's fucking movie. The first one was kind of the kid's movie. From then on, Charlie is the thing keeping this franchise alive. It's like, it feels like the Crystal Skull where George Lucas was like, okay, I know you love Indiana Jones and you love how cool he is and he's the guy from your childhood, but have you seen this guy? Have you seen his nephew? Or He's annoying and he's got a switchblade and a motorcycle jacket. He's pretty cool, right? This guy could like lead the franchise, right? No? Oh, you hate it. Oh, he looks just like Brando and Rebel Without a Cause and that's dumb and it's just a ripoff of another existing character? Fuck. Whoops. Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so he has no way, no clue where this crate might be, and he just takes off with the gun and yeah. just runs around on this fourteen-plus level space station. Like we already know that the crates are insatiably hungry; they're gonna go where the people are. It's gonna come to them yeah. if you just stay there. So you could have just stayed, or there. just shut the fucking door on the spaceship while you're fixing it, and you'd probably be all set. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, but he does wind up going into the, I mean, we're giving the effects budget a rest here for a little while so that he can like wander around the hallways. But then he goes to the cool genetics lab again because the set ruled and whatever. Uh, but he finds eggs in the incubator and also a cute little hairless crate fetus. Oh, I like the crate fetus. Oh, it's very cute. Uh, turns out the remaining Krite is doing experiments and he's... <laughs> Which is also hilarious. It is hilarious, but he he clearly knows how to use all of this yeah. equipment here and he's aging up the eggs so that they're, they're instantly hatching. So he's got like... Uh, again, on her, on her video feed, if only that lady had said, this machine accelerates the growth of things she said it accelerates their aggression like, yeah why didn't she just say it accelerates the growth then we would have known what they were doing instead of being bummed out that the, he wasn't making giant monster crites mm-hmm. which is what i really wanted but anyway he's i wanted i wanted i wanted a multi-monster because she was talking about combining yeah, species yeah. like I exactly th- i wanted the crite to make a half crite half you know octopus alien <laughs> you know 
Yes, absolutely. Half which is I Pomeranian. Thought, I thought we were getting that when we saw that weird little creature yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, it's gonna be a cool hybrid creature. Then it's like, um, no, nope, sorry, not that. Uh, so and we're gonna make like ten krites, but they'll they'll never leave this room. <laughs> we'll never see them again. Uh, the evil corporation now shows up with literal stormtroopers. Uh, yes, they are called that by Al. Yeah, yeah. Albert. Uh, their freaking face masks are ridiculous. It's like a it's like a paintball mouthpiece and like a ski goggles. They and, couldn't they couldn't look much more like dark helmet from Spaceballs oh yeah. if they tried. So they put on like they put on this like, like it's a wish.com Darth Vader helmet, uh ski goggles and a paintball yeah. face mask and they're like, "Yep, these are space soldiers." Yep. <laughs> Which here's the thing. I've seen enough low budget sci-fi movies to say that these are probably the best versions of that costume I've ever seen outside of Star Wars. They don't look terrible. They don't. And it feels like like I've seen just, I've oh. seen the lacrosse yeah, stick yeah, yeah. thing and like the the dirt bike mask and all that and yep. like they'll just leave it red. And like I've seen that a million times. It's so this so yeah, they do have a nice paint job. They yeah. have a good paint job. I think they did a good job on like doing an automotive spray on it instead of like so it shines enough that you don't notice a lot of the weirdness about what it is i thought it i honestly thought they looked fine they were just derivative that was the only problem uh okay so charlie's so excited to see fake ug show up here uh but he doesn't seem to recognize him ug then proves that he's now evil by punching fran in the face and knocking her to the ground again super hard hit yeah it's just like you would assume that these this is like a thing that's happening in real life. It's so well edited. It was probably a budgetary constraint. They didn't have any money for choreography, so they just had people hit people. <laughs> and then they had to pause production for two months <laughs> for all the, heel. <laughs> so that like the orbital bones could mend in their faces. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, so after that, Al starts getting snippy with him, and he's like, fuck that, pulls out a gun, shoots Al, dead i i don't like this death me either it's boring well i like al it's boring but it's just a a gut shot that's it like yeah but no man and it just take out your space laser and explode his head or some shit like right exactly but these movies even though this thing has a dark feel to it you know these movies are still pg-13 and they're still trying to get away with i don't know how this one got away with it i have zero clue how this movie stayed pg-13 bare asses in the shower two f-bombs and gore like damn no clue (laughs) no clue how they got away with it i think it's just that the fucking ratings board didn't want to watch it yeah whatever (laughs) the other three were pg-13 cool yep (laughs) they got about 20 minutes into it and they're like nah i'm good (laughs) Okay, so... Or, or it was how it started with part three. They're like, oh, wait a minute. We've seen this one already. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably it. Uh, okay, so he threatens to kill Fran if Charlie doesn't go get him the eggs. Charlie says, I guess you've got a promotion, huh? And fake Ugg says, things change. Oh, man. Why say things change? Say... I'm not Ugg. Because you're softballing in a kill quip for Charlie to use later, and you got to admit, 
if nothing else, that kill quip was strong. Oh, yeah. Like, the the ending where this gets turned around on him, I mean, it's by the numbers, but fuck it, it's good. Yep. I can't help it. Um, so, uh, Ethan's going, is uh, doing a die hard, because he's the only person that they don't know is on the ship, and he uses his knowledge of getting Angela the computer to do the opposite of what he says, <laughs> to seal off the corridors and kind of push the stormtroopers into the room where he knows all of the critters are hanging out. Uh, He closes the doors off and they get sealed in and they all get eaten by critters off screen, off screen. We get a, we get a couple fun little moments, but nothing great. It's too bad because they clearly could have done something cool. with it. Yeah. That's the thing that the room, the room's filled with crites, but we don't see them do anything. They just pop up and go, ah, and then it's like, again, the strength of this movie is in editing. They yep. have such a strong editing for this fucking movie, and they have that cool visor look where yep. it's like limiting what they're seeing. So you've got that gobo over the screen where it's like, okay, we're moving back and forth. And it's like that limited amount, you can Resident Evil the situation where it's like, what's off camera? And, you know, they're like, slow it down get them oh man there's only one guy left and like he's freaking out and then he gets eaten it would have been a fun little sequence like they could have they could have soaked that for a good three minutes and it would have been fun uh much more fun than the people walking around the hallways yes by far uh okay so now we find out that the core is about to melt down and they have a ticking clock for a nuclear meltdown (laughs) At a space station. They put everything. Ah, I've heard this somewhere before. <laughs> you now have 12 minutes to get to minimum safe distance. Uh, t- doesn't it even say thank you in Aliens at the end? I, thank I, you. <laughs> and then it explodes. Uh, but... Whatever, we're doing the aliens thing, so mm. let's just let's just do it. Ethan grabs some eggs from the hallway that were left unsmashed, and for all fake Ugg knows, these are the only eggs in existence, and this is what he wants. So his ability to juggle is gonna pay off. This is actually fairly cool. It's, I thought this was I, I thought this was okay. It's cool. I find yeah, I'm torn because like at one point, I think it would be cool if you just saw him, like... I, I think it's funny that they show him start the juggle. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... Yes. Yeah, but I find that an interesting choice. But, like, at the same time, I, I, I kind of, like, feel it might be better if he looked at the things, heard the thing outside. Then we just saw him walk out while I juggling. I agree. Yeah. It, again, okay, so... So he's like, it's funny you see somebody prep their own badassery like this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that very often. No. That was very strange. Him showing up, like, having a surprise of him juggling the eggs, to me, seems like the move. But I feel like maybe they included this. I'm sure that somebody in the room was like, no one's going to know what those are that he's juggling. Yeah. Like, if we show him find the eggs and then juggling something and then say, are these the eggs you're looking for? They're going to be confused. (laughs) Uh, But whatever. So he breaks one. He's like, oh, hey. Sometimes I, got, I drop things. Sometimes <sighs> I drop things. And 
Ugg is like, it's clearly working on Ugg because he is very intent on these things. And he smashes a second one against the wall and he's got one in his hand and he throws it up in the air. This distracts fake Ugg just enough. He watches it. He follows the arc because he's probably going to try to catch it. And that gives Angela Bassett enough time to punch him again. Hard hit. Six (laughs) feet. Yeah. When she punches someone, it's like, it's like a superhero punch. Oh, she hit him with the butt of the gun. That's true. Bomp. Oh, that was the, oh, that was actually really clever because he comes in and he maneuvers himself so that his ass is facing Angela Bassett. Yep. And he's got the gun tucked in his waistband behind him. She grabs the gun while he's doing the fuck around. He throws the egg. I think he probably assumed that Angela Bassett was going to shoot him in the face, as anyone might have. And she was like, no, punch is no. my thing. Punch is, yeah, punch is totally She's my like, thing. She's like, have you seen these fucking arms? Yeah. <laughs> these aren't shooting arms. These are punching arms. She does clock him. And so... Uh, What do we got here? We've got uh, this. Oh, wait, right. Charlie and Fran go to steal fake Ugg's ship and get back to Earth. But Ethan has to be a dumbass here and this, go check on. He has to go poke Al's body, steal his glasses. Yeah. What? Uh, no one. No idea why. I, I After he took the glasses, though, I kind of thought it would be a funny post credit scene if uh, Al did wake up. And he was like, oh, fuck are my glasses? Where are my glasses? I can't see anything. <laughs> and he's all alone there. Oh, and then it pans back out, and there's like a hundred crates all around him. That would have been a cool. And then the space station explodes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. And then a killer clown floats by. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a crossover that I would love to see. I hope we see a critter in the in the upcoming Killer Clowns from Outer Space video game. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the sequel movie that's been. I mean. Talked they're, about for the they're putting ever. they're putting all their money into this video game, which looks awesome. Mm. Holy crap, I'm excited. But anyway, okay. Uh, so we get a great kill out of this, though. We get so they've one of the rigs that they've built for the critters, which I love, is they have a rolling rig, probably like a looks probably like a paint roller. But it's like on the front, so we get critter POV sort of, or oh, over yep. the shoulder, like three quarters over the shoulder view. And uh, we see the critter rolling at Ethan, and it's like, oh no. And there's a, there's like this, whatever, fucking liquid nitrogen tube just sitting next to him. Because Terminator 2 is awesome. Because Terminator. It, you can't steal the quip. How can you steal the quip? How can you steal a quip? Chill out, no. <laughs> asshole. <sighs> he literally says, chill out, asshole. He does? Yes. Oh, fuck. I didn't notice You that. didn't notice no. it? He freezes the critter. <laughs> the, the pipe goes into his mouth. He yeah. freezes him, drops him, and he says, chill out, asshole. And kicks him. Kicks him, and he smashes into a billion pieces. And that looks just God, flawless. That is just beautiful. Um, if that was you know, a quarter of their effects budget worth it. <laughs> Fucking worth it. That was a beautiful looking scene. Now this kid needs to just stop going back. Yeah. Seriously. You've got your fill. Yeah. Get in the ship. It's enough. Get in the fucking <laughs> ship. 
This gives fake Ugg enough time to pull a gun, put it to his head, and hold him hostage. Charlie has one bullet left, and so we've got a, a big standoff. And fake Ugg says, you can't do it, Charlie. You never could. And Charlie says, things change, Ugg. And then puts a hole right in his forehead, which is badass. It was fucking badass. It's it was a badass, but I don't want Ugg to die. I don't want Ugg to be a bad guy. And if this isn't right. Ugg, why is he telling Charlie he never could? He never could. I mean, exactly. I agree. It doesn't make sense. I just wish he said, I'm not Ugg. Yeah. Or That's- just stop calling me Ugg. Uh, any kind of line to simplify that he is not Ugg. And then we, as an audience, can be like, oh. That makes sense that he's not Ugg. I wonder who he really is then. Like, we're not going to find that out in this movie, but like, man, just to, just to not give a line like that is so strange. It would... I would have killed for an after credit sequence of Ugg contacting him. Yeah. That's all I wanted, was just like literally him like, being Charlie, like, Charlie, I've been a victim of identity theft. <laughs> Of space identity stuff. Charlie, I'm getting older. Someone called me and told me I won the intergalactic sweepstakes. They said all I needed to do was give them my social security number and credit card. And a picture of my face. (laughs) I feel like such a fool. But, you know, I am 170 years old. (laughs) Uh, I get lonely here and they wanted to talk to me. Oh... I hope you come visit soon. Anyway, no. Uh, but Power wh- of the night for life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is the unforgivable sin of this movie. There's one unforgivable sin in this movie, and it is right here. Okay. They're like, all right, cool. Everybody's f- fixed. They're headed back to Earth. They buckle in. The space station says, you have three minutes left yeah. before it explodes. Here is a song for you. Power of the night. Why? Wasn't it power of the fucking night? For reals. And what is it? Garbage. It's garbage. It's just garbage music. Farm music or some shit. I'm so... I was livid. Yeah. I was fucking livid when that wasn't power of the night. Yep. How dare you? How dare you not include... How dare you bury the legacy of Terrence Mann? And Johnny Steele, yeah. his best known character. Ah, <laughs> oh, shame on all of you. Okay, but that said, we get nothing. We get, they're like... It's like goofy music that just kind of fades out. You don't even pay yeah, attention and, to it. And so Charlie gets in the, Charlie gets locked down and they're like, we're going to go out back and use the space Keurig or something and get a cup of coffee. So they leave and they're like, Charlie, don't push any, push any buttons. And Charlie's like, ah, uh, sure won't. Duh-hilk. What and the hell he is gets up the, with this? He's like, I'm Captain Kirk. Boop. Push a button. And the thing goes, whoop, and does something crazy. And it's like, okay. Again, are we eight? What? Is this a Nick Jr. cartoon? Like, what? What even does any of that mean? And then you they had, just roll the credits. You had an opportunity there to put something that mattered to the story. And you put something goofy that required a bit of effects budget. No, it didn't. They just Whoa. reused the footage from Critters 2. Oh, yeah. They just spun the camera around and <laughs> and oh, then, then they sh- then the you. outside shot of the 
thing was, it was the, the same spaceship, yep. wasn't it? God damn it. <laughs> That's so dumb. That no, makes it even worse. And then it just ends. It's just like, wait, what? Why did... I mean... It's it, like it's like they could have been like, he hit the button and the ship just spun around. You know what I mean? And then we didn't even get anybody going like, Charlie! Like, a, and he just sure. off camera. Or, if he hit a button that set up the next movie. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Boop! Course to pit stop on planet, you know, on Nutter Butters before going to Earth activated. You know what I mean? Then you're like, oh, where the hell's planet Nutter Butters? Where are we going It now? should have. It should have said... Uh, course to uh, prison asteroid set. <gasps> oh, perfect! And it should have been like right back to the first movie. Yeah. Yep. And then there's a critter that's on board, and then we go and we do an Alien Three, which I hate, but we do an Alien Three on the critter's asteroid, where they're running around a prison, and there's perfect. a bunch of colorful, crazy alien prisoners. Some of them are super dangerous. Some of them are friendly. You know, you get all of these different wacky situations with crazy animals and crazy aliens. Yep. But that's the thing, man. This movie's great at setting up sequels. Why wouldn't you do it this time? Yeah. Actually, two didn't set one up. Did it? Uh, no, it didn't. Yep. Bad, too. Bad. <laughs> it's your only fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, just something. And again, it makes me sad that they chose to... I mean, I feel like... A lot of people in these interviews later on are like head cannoning the idea of an evil UG that wasn't actually UG. Mm-hmm. But I kind of prefer to agree with it just because it makes it less horrible. Like it makes the the story more fun for me. Yeah, personally, that that's not UG. Um, I just don't know what what kind of franchise does that to its fans. Like, here's a dude that you've been been following yeah. and is tight as hell with this dude since the first movie with a different name and now he's a bad guy yeah and yeah. we're not going to give you one shred of information on to why no it's it's <laughs> cruel and stupid yeah and, i mean it doesn't ruin the movie for me i still i still think this is fun this is my least favorite of the critters it doesn't movies. ruin it but it's definitely a blight in my book on yeah this. yeah and, and it would not be a blight as i said if he just said i'm not ug yeah <laughs> I think that they felt like the ending was stronger if if he just had the, like, things change, shoot you in the head. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, you know, and the uh, the well, way... What if Ugg's face changed after he said that? He shoots him and he's like, things change. And then it poured down and, and Ugg's face turned into, like, a, a crate head or some shit. <laughs> right. Well, I mean... That what, way you'd know it wasn't Ugg all along. Right. What I, I would have... I would have gone for it. You could have actually done it so that uh, you could have used the same line if he had tried to kill him one time before and, you know, where he'd pulled a gun on Ugg, mm-hmm. on fake Ugg, and was like, you know, I can't kill you. You were my best friend. Yep. You know, or whatever. And so, and then he's like, things change because he finds out that he's not really Ugg. Or he gets contacted by Ugg and whatever. You know, something. God, it just makes me mad. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like they really abused the franchise with this one. And it it is unfortunate. But again, I like Critters, man. Me too. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for them. It's, it's, 
it's an unfortunate thing. It's like it's like Star Wars. Yeah. I'll just keep watching Star Wars movies. Everybody's like, this one was the worst one ever, and I'll watch it, and I'm like, I like Star Wars. That's a uh, that's Freddy for me. That's Freddy. All, all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies keep getting crappier yeah. and crappier. I I enjoy every Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> And in some cases, I kind of like them better the crappier they are. That's not really true because part one is still just a work of genius. Listen but... to our episode on part oh, one. Oh, yeah. Hey, we did that. We should actually do some of the crappy ones. Yeah. Because ugh, I'd the, la- Freddy. the last four, I mean, with the exception of New Nightmare, they get pretty crappy. Oh, yeah. Yikers. But I love Freddy, so I still love them. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I can tell, obviously, admit they're crappier yeah yeah but, oh yeah of course. i still love them just like this this is way crappier than the other ones but i still liked it yeah 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 and it's it suffers the same thing where it's like freddy suffers the same the same issue where it's just it kind of violated the the original premises that it was working on and then started going into the origins of the character and it's like i don't care that he's the son of a hundred maniacs or a thousand maniacs i thought that was cool i don't care that he's the son of ten thousand maniacs and that natalie merchant is his mom (laughs) uh anyway uh power of the night everybody yeah (laughs) so that was it that's the first four critters movies are we gonna do critters attack i don't know yes maybe I'm I'm voting for yes, but we we have well, not confirmed that. Okay, yet. if you want to do it, I gotta wait for the panel to get back to me. <laughs> if you want to do it, I was gonna say I'll do Critters Attack if I can talk to somebody who is involved in it. Okay, maybe we can get somebody by next week. Yeah, you. That's your job. I'll try. <laughs> um, I'll see what I can do. Uh, so who should that be? I don't know who's involved in it. Did oh. they bring D. Wallace back? Yeah. So let's talk. Call to her D- up. Let's call her. <laughs> She's like, sorry, I'm busy doing the sequel to Robocroc. I'll be like, hi, uh, this is the producer of Gatoroid versus Crocosaurus. Uh, what time did you need me on set? <laughs> we uh, soon, but before that, part of the movie is talking about the Critters franchise. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just want to see how your character would be. If you were to play yourself talking about the Critter franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Is this an interview about Critters? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. You leave me alone, Critters fans. <laughs> You're worse than the E.T. fans. How come there are no Cujo fans? Um, I love that movie. <laughs> you still haven't seen it. You've never seen Cujo. I have never seen Cujo. I Interesting. Only, I've read every Stephen King book, and I mean it. Like a lot of people are like, I've read every, yeah. I've read every Stephen King book. I have not read, Cu- I had not read Cujo until last year. Oh wow! Why, I was like, why were you, why were you putting that one off? Because it's about a dog suffering for the entirety of its runtime. Like the movie, I can't stand the idea of seeing it. I couldn't stand the idea of reading about it. And then I read the book, and I was like, oh, this really isn't about the suffering of the dog. No. And it's like the the dog is so minor in the story, and it's such a Stephen King story. Oh yeah, the dog's so major in the movie. But Holy the book's so shit! Radically different, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just I, it just does not. It's an intense to me. movie. It's, I'm very. I have not watched it in years, and I'm frankly not usually in the mood for it. Like, yeah, it because because it's, it's not it's not fun. Yeah, but it's commendable. Like, and the the dog effects look great. Like, I mean. 
honestly, the one thing that made me want to watch it was that photo floating around the internet of, oh, the t- of dancing. them doing the kick yes, line yeah. with the guy in the dog costume. And I was like, well, yeah. that's pretty adorable. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that scene's not in the movie. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. <laughs> All right, I'm not watching it again. I've been deceived. <laughs> I was positive that was part of the film. Uh, anyway, you can follow us at Coast City Comics and uh, at the Funbox Monster Podcast on Instagram. Please uh, rate and review this podcast. It helps get people here, which helps us keep making it because the more people that listen to it, the more likely we are to have somebody actually spend money at the store. Uh, send us messages. Do stuff. We we really appreciate it. Uh, I really, I'm always excited whenever somebody sends us something, you know, like we've gotten little, we've gotten email messages and Facebook messages and all sorts of stuff that I'm like, I don't know. It's very touching to know that people actually give a shit about yes. us talking into microphones about movies and rehashing plots in a way that apparently amuses some people. Yeah. Which makes me happy. Makes uh, me happy too. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So uh, thank you for listening. We really absolutely appreciate it. Like, I can't believe how much I appreciate it. It's awesome. Uh, it really, like, especially because it got us through pandemic personally. Oh, like, yeah. Going through pandemic, doing the podcast was like fucking clutch in keeping <laughs> me from going mental. So uh, that was awesome. And uh, yeah. And where can and people find you? I am Matt Awkward, uh, VHS Fiend on the Instagrams. And check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook. Love it. Thank you so and much. And go to CoastCityComics.com <laughs> and buy some of these shirts that I folded today. Oh, nice. Yeah, and again, like we're doing, this is a free podcast. We're not charging for anything. We're not doing ad reads. We're doing mentions of the fact that we're literally sitting <laughs> at Coast City Comics recording this. That's basically all it is. It's not even... In the beginning, I was doing like little ad. I did little ad drops. If you go back to the original episodes, oh, really? there are like literal. Uh, I dropped in. Were you like a faker, like trying to be like a real podcast? Uh, abs- <laughs> absolutely. There was literally like stuff from the. Uh, You're pretty play Toyota ads. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It basically was like there was the covered in bees. Uh, scores your scores your movie soundtracks that we had. Yep. Because we recorded like three of those that we just gave to people to put in their movies. And uh, and one of them was like a little, and I would like read read ads over it, you know, like when we actually tried to do skits for a while, and then we were like, that's too much fucking work. Oh dude. yeah, writing those things on the fly. I forgot about the that. cold opens. Yeah, uh, I kind of miss them, but it, they were really hard. And you know, especially when we're in limited time, because yeah, I, I, I sneak away from my other job exactly. to do this. Exactly. <laughs> this is literally like we're doing this on a massive time crunch, and it's like. Yeah, I mean, I'm at the end of a 12-hour day at work, and I'm just like, okay, time to do this thing. I watch the movie really quick and take notes and all this <laughs> shit. It's like, it is it is definitely a rushed affair. There's no editing. There's nothing, like, we don't have a producer, so it's literally me. And our research team. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, and so... I appreciate that you don't uh, get mad that the ums and uhs are not edited out like some podcasts do, uh, because we can't fucking afford the time <laughs> to no. do that shit. We busy people. So you're going to get a couple ums and a couple uhs. Deal with it. Thank you yeah, so much. You got but, a lot of uggs in this episode. A lot of uggs. I was wearing <laughs> uggs the entire episode, and they look pretty cool. Yeah. 
I'm just going to say, really accentuate my calves. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week, probably with Critters Attack. <laughs> all right, see ya. Peace.